have two girls myself and I'm like real big on, oh my gosh, I'm real big on making sure that they are powerful and that they know they can do anything. And so I feel like if I get to do this and literally do anything with my life, that they'll grow up knowing that, you know, being a role doesn't define them. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. Today, you'll hear an episode from our Takeover Tuesday series. Every month, we ask a different practitioner or thought leader to host a series of interviews that cover a specific theme that's relevant to our community. And like Sangram always says, without a community, you are simply a commodity. Here we go. So let's get the show started. I'm really excited to to talk about this topic today and to review, you know, the three pillars of Mojo, as we've already discussed in the series, is our values, our mission and our purpose, clearly. But then moving on to our open book management, you know, sharing the financials, making the Mojo makers financial literate in, in our agency. But this third topic, Nicole, what do you think? About yeah, this? the third topic, this is the newest pillar of our culture, and I'm really excited to, to, to be sharing this today. So it's a concept called ROW results only work environments. That's R-O-W-E. And (laughs) yes, kind of not like that. (laughs) But you are rowing in the same direction, you know, while while you're, and it is about the destination where you're getting to. So I, well, it kind of is row, row, row your boat. So, (laughs) so I'm, I'm really excited. We've got Allison Gibbs with us today. I'm going to let her introduce herself. But the reason that we wanted to have her on the podcast today is Allison has been practicing a row for, how long has it been, Allison? Seven years. About seven years. So mm-hmm. she's got a long history and all sorts of short stories to be able to share about it. So I'm going to turn it over to Allison. And if you could just let everybody know what in the world this row thing is and go from there. Yeah. So thank you for that. Again, I'm Allison Gibbs. I'm the director of marketing success at Mojo Media Labs. And I was very fortunate to join the team in December as part of the SpinWeb acquisition. And we can dive into to that a little bit later. So Ro, I've been a part of this culture with on the SpinWeb side for, as you've heard, seven, seven years. And so it's been something that is fascinating to watch. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a huge people watcher. And so it's just, it's so interesting to take the concepts of work and why work sucks for our employees and why people are maybe leaving the culture, even though, you know, we've got, you guys have such a fascinating and amazing part to the culture to begin with. So why did we need to add row to, to begin with in order to enrich it, to make it better. And so from our experience with, so I guess maybe, maybe I should take a step back, right? And yeah. Give a little bit of a I would love that. In fact, what, what, what that just reminded me of is, you know, seven years ago when you were with SpinWeb, I mean, Roe was really not even on the map at that time. It was an incredibly new concept. Mm-hmm. It's still even a new concept to this day, but I would love it if you could share, like, what were some of the reasons that, you know, that you know, SpinWeb decided to implement, you know, such a radical concept like Roe? Yeah. And so Roe was already in place when I joined the team, but it hadn't been that way for, for that long. So Sam McKinney is also a mojo maker on the team. And he was, we always talk about pre-row and post-row. And so some <laughs> of the feedback that, that we, that I've received in the past, is I, I just couldn't imagine, like once I got into it, I couldn't imagine why anybody would have set this up any different way. But the general feedback from both Sam and, and Michael, our, our former CEO, basically it was, it just made sense. It made sense to be able to treat our team members like adults 
Uh, we trust them. We know that everybody's going to get their work done. We don't care how it gets done. But we just need everything to be in alignment and, and uh, we need success and we need results and uh, it doesn't matter if it's in an office or not. So taking a step back with Roe in general, when you hear any type of an environment that that is focused on results or that is what I would consider to be, because I still consider this to be non-traditional because it is so different than what we see in agencies yeah. or most just in most businesses in general. It is non-traditional. And so the the initial instinct is, oh, well, I get to work at home two days a week too. Oh, and I also hear, oh, we have a flexible work environment. We have flex work too. I have flex hours. That's mm-hmm. great. And every single time that's not it. And so what results only work environment is really, it just strips away all of the stuff that adds stress to our lives as team members, as employees, as people in general, strips all of that away and allows us to strictly focus on producing our best work possible. And so then we turn that into focusing on the results that we produce from that. And instead of taking the approach of you have to be sitting in a chair between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. because that's how work gets done is in an office between 9 and 5 p.m. Uh, instead of taking that approach, it's more so, okay, well, what do we actually need to do in order to put our best work out there and, and achieve the best results? Maybe it is being together in an office for collaboration. Maybe it is being by yourself. We've got developers on our team that, quite frankly, work better when I'm not sitting right next to them, talking to them. <laughs> so it is, it's a, it's about putting the control back into each individual person. So we're talking about autonomy here, which when you are looking at the generations that are now entering the workforce and what they're excited about, that um, more people want the autonomy and responsibility. It's, and it's that autonomy, honestly, that Nicole and I talked about when we made the acquisition to make sure that Roe was was living in our environment moving forward. And it, it complements open book management so well because you want uh, through open book management, teaching financial literacy, teaching people how they can impact the business but you want them to think like owners, right? Mm-hmm. You want to think exactly. like business owners. And and one of the ways to think like an owner is to give them their time back and, and just focus on the work. Yeah, I 100% agree. And one of the things that was most exciting for, for Mike and I, when we really started learning more about Row through the SpinWeb acquisition was work isn't about where you go, it's what you do. And, and you literally, and everybody on our team has the autonomy to work when they want, how they want, where they want, as long as the results are being achieved. I mean, it's, you know, you, you are making decisions every single day that are in the best interest of, you know, producing the best work. So there's incredible amounts of autonomy with it, which can be a little scary for companies, right? Oh, I, I mean, and for managers in general, mm-hmm. because the, the one question that I always get, always, 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 anytime we talk about Roe to an external audience in any capacity is, well, how do you know people are working? How do you know they're actually exactly working? right? Because you can't see them sitting in their chair. Said, how do you know they're working sitting at the desk right now? Chances are they're probably on Facebook playing Candy Crush. I mean, who knows what they're doing? That doesn't necessarily mean just because they're sitting at a desk that they're working. Yeah. So, and when you mentioned earlier about sitting in the chair for eight hours, I you know I also read in in researching before we implemented this is the eight hour shift really came from the industrial revolution, yes. you know? So Bingo. when you yeah. work with your hands, you have to be present when you're building something, when you're building a cabinet or a car or something like that, you have to be there. If you're not there, the work doesn't get done. Yeah. But being in the knowledge age, you know, being in information, 
we are in an idea business and ideas don't happen from nine to five. Right. Mm-hmm. And you look at great companies like Apple and, and other, other great ones that the, the ideas didn't happen in, in a conference room, right. They kind of created, uh, they were created in a, in a garage. They were created outside of that, that work environment. Yeah. And it's amazing how those concepts have stuck for no reason, you know, kind of over, over the years. So yeah, totally, totally agree. But it was, it was scary even to let go, but how would you answer that question? So if someone's like, oh, how do you know people are getting work done? So wow. what is, what is the response? I mean, so, yes. oh. <laughs> that up for me. so my response is usually, well, how do you know they're working? And then from there, once they give me that feedback, I say, well, it sounds like you don't trust your team. But then they always Ooh. take a step back and they're like, oh, wow. Okay. That was a bold statement that you should just made without even knowing me. And this requires an immense amount of trust in mm-hmm. the team. And it goes every single direction. It goes from top down, up, side to side. If one person is not hold, is not pulling their weight, the rest of the team will feel it. I really love that because in, in our first episode of this series, Nicole and I talked about the culture and talking about transparency Mm -hmm. and trust. And again, this just complements it so well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's not a doubt in my mind that the team will literally do whatever it takes in order to achieve the results. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We we have seen this. I've seen this for seven years now and it really is. Now I will say that there can be a downside to Rose. So I'm going to talk about some of the negative sides because it's not all puppies and rainbows when we first get started. You really have to work on it. You have to work on it together as a team. And this can be an incredibly challenging environment for people that don't know how to turn off work. Um, people don't know how to set boundaries. Um, that was the one thing we were talking when we were yep. through the acquisition and we were uh, training the, the team on row. That was the first thing that I kept saying. You have to set boundaries with yourself. You have to set boundaries you want to communicate those boundaries yes. to people, right? I'm not expecting, if I send you an email at 9.45 at night, just because I'm up there working does not mean that I expect you to respond right away. No. Clients don't expect us to respond right away if they're you know, emailing us at 10 o'clock at night or however we're all working. That's just a, that can be a, that can be a, a, a really big challenge. It's something that anybody can get through, I think, or the right person can get to, can get through. And then also you have to be a self-starter. You have to, it's almost like you're owning your own business in your role. So you have to know, and you have to be able to communicate. You have to know basically how to handle and how to manage yourself because nobody's going to manage you. I'm so, I'm so glad yeah. you said that because I, I feel like maybe we haven't answered the question. What is row? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the ways I kind of try to drive the message home is if, if you're an owner out there or, you know, you, you work with an owner, that owner does not ask permission to come to the office, leave the office, go out of town, go on vacation. They generally do not need permission, but their results are tied to the performance of the business. So by giving everybody that permission to Mm -hmm. do what they want, when they want, how they want, where they want, so long as the results are there, it's not about the time. So I love the fact that we've been able to build our life around work. And not our work around life, yes. right? Yeah. And everybody, I mean, I love my job. I, oh, that's good. To, I really, I really, I know. It's on the record, yeah. too, Another, for everyone. To yes, everybody heard that. I do love my job. <laughs> However, I love doing other things as well. And not everything that I 
want to do in my life does not always fall outside of the hours of nine to five. And so I love that I still get to do theater, which is a huge passion of mine. I still get to travel as much as I would like to. I get to spend time with my kids. I can pick them up from school. I can, you know, if I'm, if I want to go to breakfast with my husband in the morning, I have the flexibility of doing that. And so it's just, it's really awesome to be able to not have to stress out about everything and every little detail of getting, you know, the, the, you know, being in my seat at nine o'clock in the morning in an office that I may not necessarily be as productive in. Quite frankly, some of my best ideas come from when I'm running and I'm able to totally let go. So you mentioned training earlier. So when, when, uh, the six spin web folks uh, got integrated into the, the, the Mojo media labs team, I remember our Mojo rally back in January, yeah. we brought everybody to Dallas and into the office. And one of the assignments we had was to do something radical. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had the, and I have a hard time telling the story. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask Nicole to tell it because I get emotional when I even oh think gosh, about I it. Know. Is this what I'm, what I think about? Right? It is exactly what you're thinking about. So, yes. so, uh, so, so one of the, one of the exercises was to do something crazy. Right. And there was a list of 10 items that we got to choose from. And one of those items on the list was leave without telling anybody. That's what I thought was kind of cool. So, so yeah, okay. So get ready for it. This is this is a cool story for sure. So the exercise was to pick something, and it's funny we say radical, but they're not truly all that radical, right? It was like either pick your child up at three o'clock and take them to a movie, right? Radical and traditional, exactly, exactly. You're totally right. It's a big departure. It is a big departure, right? But somebody to come in at ten o'clock in the morning. Just because and not yeah. at eight or nine o'clock, that's yeah. that's radical for the traditional work. You are one hundred percent accurate, but it's funny to hear you say radical now because you know it doesn't we're, feel like, we, it, doesn't feel like it, it anymore, right? Right, yeah. exactly. So anyway, one of the gals on our team, she's a client success manager for us, and she went home. It was kind of late because we were having a rally, so we had had dinner and everything. And she went home, and she had decided to have one of her it, her radical thing was to pick her children up early and take them, you know, to do something fun. And so she woke her um, children up. They were just kind of wrestling in bed, weren't totally asleep yet. And she said hi to them, gave them kisses, and she said, "Mommy has some exciting news for you." And you My know, work is making. Yeah, <laughs> she said. She said. My work is making me do something. And so tomorrow I'm going to be picking you and your brother up from school. And we're going to, we're going to go out all, you know, together and we're going to get, you know, I think it was ice cream and see a movie and play in the playground. It's just going to be us. There's mommy's not going to be working. And her son got so excited that he was just like ear to ear, you know, was just happiness and Leah, who's on our team, who's the client success manager, started crying because it just hit her that she feels like maybe over the years that her children have seen has seen something has seen work as something that takes mommy away from the children and that they and a negative like work is bad because it's, you know, mommy's gone. And just this small, you know, thing to be able to do this with her children, just put her in tears. And so it was a very, very touchy moment. Which so, she so shared it was that. interesting when she shared that story, right, it was uh, 24 hours after implementing Roe mm-hmm. <laughs> and right out of the gate, we're getting great stories. And it led me to my, my immediate thought when she was telling that story. And as everyone's eyes were tearing up around the, the conference room was, to your point earlier, Nicole, 
what are we teaching our kids about work? Mm-hmm. Are they seeing work as something that is a bad thing? Or are they seeing work as something that could be fulfilling and rewarding and, exactly. and whatnot? Yes. And so mm-hmm. that's been my, I have two girls myself and I'm like real big on, oh my gosh, I'm real big on making sure that they are powerful and that they know they can do anything. And so I feel like if I get to do this and literally do anything with my life, that they'll grow up knowing that you know, being a role doesn't define them and that they get to do literally whatever they want and that work is a good thing and that they can be powerful and do anything they want. So, Lord, Michael, well, and, and, you know, you, this is a great, this is, this is, I know, I know, I know. This is, a, this is a great example because, because what Roe does in allowing, you know, each person their freedom and, and it looks, it looks different for everyone, but this is the, this is the level of emotion Ocean, you know, that I, that probably everybody has oh, yeah. to a certain degree totally in is. their own way. And, and how then how much more committed, you know, is somebody then to stay, you know, with a company, because this isn't something, you know, that you can get anywhere. Right. right. So, exactly. you know, and it's a privilege. It's a, it's I a very privilege. You working yeah. in this environment and working for Mojo Media Labs as a privilege. And, yeah. and it's not a fit for everybody, right? Oh, Some right. people Absolutely can't not. just can't hang. Some people cannot handle it. Yeah. I mean, we've had that in the past where it just was not a good fit. They could not, the, all of the things that we've discussed about what would make somebody successful, um, being able to set boundaries, being able to self-manage, being able to get themselves just even moving on their own. Um, kind of like being back in college again, right? It You're is. completely responsible for your own time, your own schedule for the most part. You didn't have to go to class, but you wanted those results. So mm-hmm. if you didn't put in the effort, yeah. you weren't going to get the result. Yeah, what absolutely. We're, what, what we're finding is that Roe really encourages the high performers. It's most desired by those people who are very high performers, who you know who value getting things done, and they can get them done quickly. Let me also point out, I think this, this is an interesting you know aspect to Roe. For those of you who have ever been in an office, you've probably experienced something similar to this, right? There's that guy or girl who comes in early, who stays late. They're there, you know, 12 hours plus a day, right? And and how is that viewed? Oftentimes it's like, oh, wow, look at them. They're so dedicated. They're putting all this time in, right? Yes. And so they must be, you know, working extra hard and going the extra mile. Well, is that true? N- no, it's not. I mean, you could have a high performer who does things you know, 40% faster and maybe even better and who, you know, who, who leaves at a, at an earlier time, but all of a sudden that's a negative thing just because they're not sitting there. So I, it, that, that is putting, that is putting the emphasis on time and place versus the work. Yeah. We're, we're, you, you start paying people for chunks of work, not chunks of time. Mm-hmm. So time, it, what I've noticed over the past four months, four and a half months of playing this is Time doesn't really enter the conversation anymore. I mean, we're not talking about time. We're talking about results. And, and that, that's, a, that's a pretty cool thing. It's, it's a great environment to be in. Um, and I think once somebody gets exposed to, a, to a, a healthy row work environment, I can't see them wanting to work in, a, in the traditional work environment ever again. Yeah, it definitely would be hard. So I think speaking of kind of just retention rates, you know, for for an agency, you know, Mar- Mojo Media Labs is a, is a digital marketing agency, and you know, for a digital marketing agency, usually the turnover is is what about you know, or ten year about a year and a half. Ten years, about eighteen months. Yeah, about eighteen half, yeah. eighteen yeah. months. You know, and so that's that's pretty common on the marketplace. Um, currently, our retention is uh, on average about four years. 
And so I think that's just a testament to, to Roe. And I think when you start a new, new job, it's, I think I have the shortest resume ever, but I think if I were to start a new job, <laughs> you know, I think it would take a year. I think we budget at least a year for somebody new to really kind of get acclimated into oh, yeah. their role mm-hmm. and, and their great work. I mean, they're really great, creative results driven work that is delivered to our clients would start happening at the latter part of that 18 months. And if then you lose that person um, due to whatever reason, um, you're you're just, you're losing such a, such a great, great asset in a person to deliver great work. I agree. I agree. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about other stories that we've had. I'd love to hear some of the stories that you've seen over the years, you know, Allison with, um, you know, just experiences, things that have kind of touched you. I was going to say, maybe, maybe maybe where Roe has failed or hasn't worked. That's usually within the people. Yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly, we have already mentioned, you guys were just discussing about retention. I mean, just recruiting in general for this type of an environment. This is from the spin web side of things. This was our number one selling point when it came to recruitment. Anytime we had an open position, I mean, 500 applications, easy. No question about it. Never had to really search for people, but then we would get down to it, get down to the final few candidates, work together a little bit. We would hire somebody, and then within a you know within their their ninety day training period, it was just very clear that this was not going to be a good fit for them. Mm-hmm. And so the one thing that we learned very quickly as a business is just because we like row, it doesn't mean that everybody can handle row. And so that is the that's the biggest challenge that when you move into this type of an environment that you have to get very, very comfortable that not everybody's going to be a good fit. And that means not everybody on your team currently is going to potentially be a good fit. And so, that, and that's okay. That's perfectly okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, things ebb and flow and, and whatnot. But that being said, this has led to the six SpinWeb team members. I hate saying SpinWeb team members because we're Mojo Media Lab members, <laughs> team members but um, the, t- the members of the team that currently reside in Indianapolis, how about that? That, you know, we are all together and have remained together for six years. Yeah. I mean, that's six years. We've all been Average together. Average tenure, right? Yeah. Yes. And From the six four of to 11 years, I think. Working, yeah. Yes. Working together as a team on projects. I mean, the, the rapport that we've been able to build with each other is incredible. I know every single one of us, they're probably going to think this is crazy. People, no, I don't care. Um, I know everybody's habits. I know literally what makes everybody tick. I know when people are going to work. I know other project managers, she's probably going to play volleyball at some point during, yeah. during the day. She's, and isn't it great you know? to get to know people's lives as yes. well, not just their work yes. habits, but their life mm-hmm. habits. And so then it bridges the gap of, again, that our work is fitting into our, our life. All right. Wait, what did you say earlier? Yeah. Life is fitting around our work, right? Is that what you said? Life should be around our around work. Our work. Right? I yes. mean, it should be about life first. Yes. Life enrichment yes. and then work should be in there somewhere. Yeah. And then right? work is just like, you know, there's, there's it's fun things we get to do that yeah. should be enriching our lives yeah. to be clear. There should yeah. be something that's exciting sure. and fun enough that we shouldn't be dreading it uh, by any stretch of the edge. Of course, people are like, Allison, you're, you're such an idealist. <laughs> that's not realistic, but I actually think that it is realistic, but yeah. if you're in the right role, if you're in the right job, that, uh, totally be happy and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, Sam, I mentioned him before, uh, there were, there was a period of time where in the summer, his wife is a teacher. And so in the summer on the Wednesday, on Wednesdays, he would take, when his daughter was younger, he would take his, uh, he and his wife would take his daughter to the zoo in the middle of the day on Wednesday. Then he would just do everything else the rest of the, the rest of the, the general work week. You know, Jason spends a lot of time 
with art and we always call painting tiny things in star wars and all that <laughs> stuff, which is great it's all this is all fun stuff and so because we're able to really pick and choose how we spend our time because to be honest to sit there and work eight straight hours is it's so i can't even especially within our industry it can get very intense and a creative knowledge Mm -hmm. driven industry ideas can come anywhere anytime yes and so it's a you know when i'm even just in a day where i might have three client meetings like just having to like be on and be constantly engaged with different uh with different people whether clients or team members or what have you um, it's just, it's so challenging to do that. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I have the flexibility to ju- to just do what I need to do and the times that I need to do it and then let my brain and, and, and what I love about that and to kind of ratchet up the tension just even maybe a little bit more is, you know, all meetings are optional, you know? I mean, oh my gosh, this was a hard one. Yeah, right? I was like, oh, really? Mean, it's like you, oh you can, you can, set, you can set a meeting, but if, if, if you don't show up, <laughs> You don't show up. They, you deem where to spend your time and what's most important. And I really want to emphasize that I truly believe that the results we've been producing this year since December of acquisition of SpinWeb has improved. I mean, has truly improved. And I mm-hmm. think we were pretty good where we were, but it's it's letting people feel comfortable. And and as, as we've been saying around here, you know, bring your true self to work. Don't leave your true self oh in gosh. the car, yes. right? Yeah. I mean, be authentic, be real, be transparent. Talk about your hobbies. Talk mm-hmm. about that you might be doing uh, something personal during the day, but celebrate that. So long as the work is getting done, the results are being produced and our clients are being taken care of. What else do we need to really focus on? Exactly. Yeah, that's so great. So I imagine that we've got some people listening going, okay, this sounds really, really neat. Like, what do I do to get started? Right. So it probably isn't the best idea just to say, okay, go work wherever you want and however you want. Right. So where do you get started? So uh, Mojo Media Labs um, is actually a certified results only work environment. So we got certified through Culture RX and had a two-day facilitated, you know, um, for our entire company was in, you know, on these meetings. And then we had separate manager meetings and, you know, how to kind of deal in a, in a row environment. And that is a really important step. And I encourage anybody who's looking, you know, to go rogue, if you will, to think about, you know, not, not rogue, rogue. Rogue. <laughs> rogue. rogue, to think about going through that intensive, you know, kind of training. Because let me tell you, once you put this out there, and once you say to everybody, okay, we're row, <laughs> go ahead, you work wherever you want, when you want, you you can't take that back. So it's a, it's a big commitment to go through the official training is super helpful. I mean, the stuff, what we got out of that training was amazing. And what I like is there wasn't really a, a, a defined playbook moving forward. So, you know, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, it was a little scary for me. But what was cool is the rituals started to happen on their own, right? I know you guys have the Fridays mm-hmm. in the office, you know, we've started to see Tuesday lunches here, you know, and it's cool to see that when you give people time and give them the flexibility and the creativity to, to think about how to produce and where to produce their best work. And if you have a great culture, as we've talked about earlier, from building your mission, your purpose and your values, what happens when you give them that freedom? Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. The, the rituals have been pretty cool. Yeah. And the one thing that I love about the Fridays in the Indianapolis office is that Fridays are usually the day that most people yeah, don't want to go to work. They don't work. <laughs> and yet we're all so excited to see each other and to hang out. It's our in-person collaboration time. We all go to lunch together. I mean, it's a, it's a thing. We do our podcast that day. I mean, it's a, we kind of make this little uh, weekend ritual, if you will, to kind of kick things off. And it's great. I, you, I you guys it. have been such, such an, an amazing addition to the team. I read a statistic recently where 70% of acquisitions fail. Yeah. 70%. You go into an acquisition thinking and forecasting the numbers, but usually on the other side of the 
acquisition when if things are not going well then you start focusing on the people Mm -hmm. you know then then it becomes really a big problem but uh, in this case i really feel that row was kind of that commonality that we could share in a in a transparent environment where man i I feel like we're 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 getting Mm -hmm. better every day yeah i agree with that and it was a process at first oh yeah i mean it was i don't want to say that it was just just because we were row doesn't mean that we haven't experienced our own challenges here implementing and integrating the team all together. Yeah. And we knew that would happen. We knew that would happen. And you will constantly have these roadblocks that you will run into. It is not something that even though I've been doing, Mm -hmm. even though I've been doing this for a while, I can still find ways to improve the communication with the team. And we were just talking about earlier that I probably didn't communicate something as effectively as I should have to a team member. I'm not in the same location as them. It was probably just a error in how one was receiving versus how I was, how I was um, trying to present the information. We'll figure it out, but I'm not too worried about it. We can change that. And it's, it's all stuff like that. Can we, uh, can we talk for a minute about sludge? Oh yeah. I forgot all about sludge. Yes. Oh my gosh. So Allison, what's sludge? Okay. Yeah. So the sludge is going to be that negative, uh, the negative items, the negative conversation, as it relates to people in the in the office, so it's a lot of like, uh, Nicole's leaving early again. Uh, <laughs> what's she even doing? That slacker. Yeah, that slacker. Gosh. And if you don't say it, you're thinking. Yeah, you're right. thinking. Or the yeah. oh my gosh, like why is Mike not working hard as me? Like please, please, because um, he's not sitting at his desk. What is he even doing? So sludge is that negative, uh, just the negative uh, conversations that can happen. In these types of work environments where it's where it's a uh, nine to five or I mean it can happen here too. I mean it can mm-hmm. it can literally happen anywhere. But the whole idea with Roe is that we eliminate that sludge. So it we can be non-judgmental. And that's the key word judgmental, yes, right? Non-judgmental about how people spend their time, unless they're not <laughs> producing, producing the results. Yeah. <laughs> so I literally, I do not care what anybody, and I probably should have set my role up that I leave the team. It's on success and delivery. So I literally do not care what people are doing during the day. I really don't. I, I and don't. ultimately things, you know, it, it comes down on Allison. If, you know, if, if, oh, yeah. you know, the team, if the results oh, aren't yeah. there of the team. So that's a big statement. Yeah. I, I really, I, I don't care because I, I trust this team. Everybody's going to get their work done. I have no doubt about that in my mind. And um, if it doesn't get done and we don't produce the results, they will hear from me about it. Mm-hmm. End of story. So that's been the thing with sludge is it can create, it starts to basically eliminate and loosen the trust, yeah. weaken the trust. I guess probably that's the way of saying it. And sludge is the there in every work environment. Oh my gosh, right? yeah. Everybody's judging yeah. everybody, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, such a waste it, of and time. it's not it based is. on results. What, what I noticed about our evolution of sludge is, you know, I think it, we turn from kind of an intentional thought maybe or something like that to a playful sludge where it's like, oh, uh, you're leaving early today. And it was kind of like a joke. But even so, now we're we're beyond even the joking sludge where we don't even think I worked on the floor today and somebody got up and walked out. I know they were leaving. And it was like, it, it didn't even cross my mind. Mm-hmm. I was just focusing on the results I was trying to produce. And that's that's where I just uh, kept my mind anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It just, you can't think about it from that angle. You know, you just, you have to, as you know, you've got the, two, you have two, two different sides to this. You've got the employee side. I have to do what I can do or what I'm supposed to do in order to, to pull my weight and produce the results. You've got the managerial side, which is, am I doing everything that I can do in order to support them to achieving their results? Mm-hmm. If that means shoving somebody out the door so they can go spend 
their kids' birthday with yeah. them. Which we have somebody who's celebrating a birthday this literally, next afternoon, right? I literally was, um, uh, we, if this is wrapped up, I'm just going to go push her out the door. Yeah, she's yeah. not going on. She's gone already, yeah. Yeah, I hope she is. And that's part of this transition period, I think, is that, you know, so, I think it's still uncomfortable for some people to kind of have mm-hmm. the flexibility and have the freedom. And it'll be a process. I mean, it took me probably like a good year um, after joining the Spin Web team. Yeah. Because really, I would always ask permission. I would be like, can I name anything? Yeah. yeah. No, we, we, and we, and we'll still kind of get that sometimes. <laughs> not, not so much anymore. But I think in large part, too, that's because people care so much. And like they just, you know, they really, it's like, oh, no, I, I appreciate You know, want to do like just such amazing work and, you know, are afraid, okay, if I leave right now to go do this, you know, what am I leaving behind? But you know what? They'll jump on. They'll probably jump on later this evening or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. else to get it done. So it doesn't matter. So uh, Google it, Google row results only work environment. I'm really proud that we're on the Wikipedia page yeah. for Row yeah, as, cool. as uh, and it gives you a good history of some really great companies that, that have, that are still practicing row. I'm proud to be one of those companies. And I'm looking forward to taking our culture to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And there are two books. Allison, what are those books? Yeah, the first one that came out was called Why Work Sucks and How to Fix It. And then the second one is Why Managing Sucks and How to Fix It. Nice. <laughs> and two definite reads. Yes, and those so. are written by um, Jody Thompson and Callie Ressler, who are the founders of Culture RX. And you can find information about all of this at goro.com. So that's the other thing with their Great. Um, with their their domain. I love it. Goro. Goro.com. <laughs> R-O-W-E, not row, row, row your boat. <laughs> I've always been, Michael rows your boat, so I'm Michael always my <laughs> I can't get away from it. Oh, so, no, you're really not going to get oh away my from gosh, it. So my amazing. name is Michael Rose, by the way, so that's that's a whole other story. <laughs> but thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening to our third part to our series. We have one more series mm-hmm. coming up, Nicole and I. We'll have another guest in, and we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm really excited. Ashton Adair, who is our director of culture, she takes care of our people, and will be joining us to share some tips, some ways in which we really operationalize um, many things in our culture. So she is going to be sharing a lot of really exciting nuggets. So definitely encourage you to to listen in, even if you have just one takeaway. And I, I let's see if we can will. make her cry yeah. soon. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. Sangram here. All right. You already might have heard that I launched my newest book, ABM is B2B. So I want to give you a gift for being a podcast listener for some of you have been listening it for the whole year and a half and, and send me so many messages. So I want to gift you. I want to gift you a copy of the book. I'm not asking you to buy. I'm literally gifting you the copy of the book. So if you text me at 33777 with the keyword ABM is B2B, simple as that. Text me when you get a chance. Don't, don't drive and text like when you stop. It will be in the show notes. So just take a look at it. The keyword is ABM is B2B and text me that keyword at 33777. It will ask you for a physical address so I can ship you the book. And I just want to say thank you. I am super excited. Hopefully I can uh, get this book to as many of you who have been a loyal listeners and evangelist of the Flip Platform Podcast. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel Podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.